You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Methuselah, Methuselah, Methuselah. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you're listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, over the break, I just looked it up. I'm embarrassed that I couldn't pronounce that word. I had practiced three times before the show. Some words are just like a tongue twister in your brain. Methuselah, okay? An ancestor of Noah held, uh, held to have lived 969 years. So the Methuselah Foundation. Methuselah Foundation. Jeez, remember it. Remember it. Okay. I've got it down in my head now, ladies and gentlemen. Thuzla Foundation, because it's probably going to come up several more times throughout this show. So as we continue in this article, we just wrapped up with Silicon Valley always looking for a fresh supply of young tech-savvy workers looking to change the world, right? So it goes on to uh, say, not long after Watson and Rondu's field trip to the Tech Museum, 20 transhumanists convened on a crisp winter evening for their monthly cryonics meeting at a round table pizza in Palo Alto. James, I, you know, I just, I laugh because as I read these great stories like this, these great articles, I try to, uh, my eyes are closed behind my sunglasses, by the way. No, I, I try to put uh, images in my head. I'm a very visual person to the story and i just picture these transhumanists who want to merge their bodies with machines but the place they meet at to discuss this is at a pizza parlor so these guys who enjoy the taste of pizza the cheese the sauce the dough all the flavors of whatever toppings they choose a great a human experience to taste these want to merge their bodies with machines and give away their human autonomy to technocrats and transhumanists like peter thiel and elon musk do they realize they won't ever get to taste that pizza again once they enter the world of the matrix but no, no, the architects of the Matrix promised them that you will be able to experience that pizza in even better ways than you can here in this horrible human-driven world. Let's continue. James Clement from the World Transhumanist Association was there wearing his Alcor bracelet. Remember the bracelet that warned the medics to send his body off to be frozen immediately in case he died suddenly? Kanita Watson was there with hers. Around them, a gaggle of other bracelet-wearing transhumanists chatted about the future. It would be interesting to know, folks, would it not, what has happened to many of these people? Did they die and then they were frozen? Were their bodies brought back to life as cyborg beings? Or are their bodies being utilized for experiments by these Frankenstein doctors in Silicon Valley? Funny, funny, funny. The roundtable was on Univarts and boutiques extending out from the Stanford campus. The Facebook office glowed across the street, and sidewalk cafes buzzed with preppy workers. Compared with the glitzy restaurants nearby, roundtable pizza seemed like a sorry choice for a get-together. That's what I was wondering, too. The ceiling was low, and the lighting was bad. 
Deflated balloons from birthday parties passed remain taped to the walls. After much deliberation, someone ordered pizzas, reciting the menu from memory. An extra-large Guinevere's Garden Delight and the King Arthur Supreme. It was a retro setting for a discussion of some retro technology. Cryonics, after all, is the 1960s version of immortality. I love this. Once fed, the crowd at Round Table Pizza turned to Ralph Merkel, a board member of the Alcor Foundation with a PhD from Stanford. So, this guy's a heavy hitter here. Merkel said, quote, People think cryonics is freezing the dead. That's incorrect. We're freezing the terminally ill. We want a second opinion from a future doctor. End quote. Merkel acknowledged that there's no proof that anyone will ever be able to reanimate a frozen cadaver. Quote, or in parentheses, in fact, the ice crystallization that occurs upon freezing damages the body's cells, a phenomenon unscientifically known as freezer burn. But that doesn't much matter to him. The adherence of cryonics figure that future technologies will be able to reanimate a body that is, by currently accepted definitions, dead. But they're much more enthusiastic about the idea of vanquishing old age and death entirely, not leaving a corpse to freeze. Okay, this is really good. This is really good because it's bringing you into the mindset of the people who follow transhumanism. And folks, I went on Facebook seeing if there were anti-transhumanist groups in which we could maybe promote the show and pick up some viewers and help people understand more about transhumanism from the perspective of we um, mere mortal humans. And there are dozens upon dozens of transhumanist groups, but they're all in favor. Some of them have tens of thousands of people in these groups. And I told you, when you go to the Rogan-Musk interviews on uh, YouTube, you will find tens of thousands of comments in favor of putting brain chips inside your head. So I like this article and I find it to be rather truthful because you're getting into the mind of these people who accept transhumanism. And then, of course, the doctors and mad scientists that are funding it out of Silicon Valley and the guy here representing Alcor, who are sort of, I think, recruiting and utilizing these people as guinea pigs for what would be at the time future experiments. Let's get to the next section, Technological Fountain of Youth. Aubrey de Grey, an English biologist with a doctorate from Cambridge University, is head of the Methuselah Foundation and one of the world's foremost anti-aging champions. With high-profile partners like Arizona State University's new Biodesign Institute, the Methuselah Foundation is trying to reverse degenerative cell damage, okay, falls in line with Ray Kurzweil and what we've explained on him. Little in the way of usable research has been produced, but 
the unabashed ambition of his work and his creeping mainstream acceptance has made DeGray something of a guru to the transhumanists of Silicon Valley. He visits the Bay Area every couple of months, often speaking at the offices of Yahoo and Google. You see, folks, all the tech companies are embedded in with these transhumanists, with these technocrats, and as we've proven with CIA and government money. Sorry, I just had to get a drink of sparkling water, folks. Delicious. I can still taste it because I am still human, or maybe I am living in the Matrix. We all are part of this realm. On an unseasonably warm winter's day, DeGray was at Brickhouse, the product innovation division that Salem Ismail runs for Yahoo. DeGray had come to promote his new book, Ending Aging. Wiry and fidgety, DeGray spoke in a distinct English accent, avoiding eye contact. A rust-colored beard hung nearly to his waist, and his hair was pulled back in a long ponytail. DeGray set up a projector and screen as 50 employees gathered around during lunch break and started munching on catered gourmet sandwiches. See that, folks? You could be part of the regular class of transhumanists, and all you get is some pizza and old birthday balloons. But if you're here in front of this guy at Yahoo, you get catered gourmet sandwiches as you talk about the destruction and end to humanity itself, replacing it with AI and robots. So join Yahoo. I'd go for the gourmet sandwiches, folks. The lights came down, and DeGray began a talk titled, quote, Prospects for Extending Healthy Life a Lot, end quote. While the audience idly chewed away, DeGray told them, quote, I think that many people in this room have a good chance of living to 1,000, end quote. That got the Yahoo workers' attention, and probably Jared Kushner, too, who admitted he was a transhumanist, and we covered that on this show. He said that he would probably be part of the generation that lives forever or never dies. What a wonderful, wonderful person. That's not narcissism at all, folks. Several in the audience put down their focaccia and took out notepads. They dropped those gourmet sandwiches down and took out their notepads, folks. If they had the brain chip, they could have just uploaded his speech to the cloud in real time. But no, no, they did not have that yet. DeGray launched into a sermon about the inhumane effects of aging. (laughs) How is it inhumane? If humans age and die, how would it be inhumane to take on the natural process of aging? I don't know. Let's find out. Quote, in the next few decades, there will be biotechnology that can take middle-aged people and give them a few extra decades of healthy life, end quote, DeGray told the crowd. As those extra few decades wind down, he said, even newer technologies will offer yet another few decades. Folks, this is carbon copy of Ray Kurzweil talking about ending aging in his body for as long as possible to reach the next 10 years where they'll put nanobots inside his body, which will repair his body, allow him to go another 10 years, and then eventually be able to upload his consciousness to the cloud. I hope you all remember that. It was seemed like forever ago. 
but it was only like 21, 22 episodes ago. So it will go indefinitely, death always nipping at your heels while you stay a decade ahead of it, uh, of its reach with the latest advances in biotechnology. DeGray calls this, quote, long, uh, longevity escape velocity, end quote, a nod to our species' previously most ambitious project to date, the space program which you will later find out tied to Operation Paperclip. Just as rockets let us escape gravity, biotechnology will let us outrun death, goes the theory. And on the off chance that DeGray doesn't achieve longevity, escape velocity before he dies, all hope is not lost. He is signed up to be frozen by Alcor. Folks, it goes on and on. This all connects back. This constant quest for immortality. Uh, by merging with robots. Remember, this isn't just to keep your body healthy by taking the right vitamins and minerals and working out at the gym and living a long, prosperous life. This is about the merger of man and machine, which is anti-human. Transhumanism is anti-humanism. There's no two ways about it. It all goes in a giant circle, folks. As you can see, these guys are just on this constant quest for immortality. But it's not about extending life in the traditional ways we know it, in the healthy ways we know it. You know, eating correctly, eating good foods, eating the foods that these guys don't give you. They've genetically modified the foods we saw at the beginning of the show. They're creating lab meat they are creating these plastic plant-based burgers so they're feeding you the garbage that's making you sicker then at the same time telling you the solution is not eating good natural food eating raw fruits and vegetables and good fats that come from meats no they're not telling you to take the right vitamins and minerals and go to the gym no, they're telling you that the solution is they're going to merge you with a machine. This is why Elon Musk pushed the idea that the brain chip could cure fat people. Everything is supposed to evoke emotion and immediate gratification. And folks, when we come back tomorrow, we are going to finish this article. It is very important if you want to understand where transhumanism comes from, where these technocratic players started. And then we're going to use this article to go into the, into the background of Peter Thiel, which is going to bring us into Operation Paperclip. And then you're going to have a big, wide, 40,000-foot view of what's going on and that's going to help us start to look at what we are facing here in the coming days, weeks, months, and years. These transhumanists have been embedded into Silicon Valley for decades. This is real. We are fighting a battle of humanity versus anti-humanity. Transhumanism is just their cutesy little bridge name. Between real-life humanity, natural-life humanity, and then this synthetic, cyborg, transhumanist nonsense that these people are pushing on us every single day. Folks, warn your children. Warn your grandchildren. Elon Musk, Peter Thiel, Joe Rogan, these guys are not heroes. They are creeps. 
They are doing everything possible to push this narrative into your heads, to brainwash you and to propagandize you into believing that the future of humanity is anti-humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold.